Hello, I'm attorney Gary Smith and host of Psychedelic Alex. I want to thank you for joining me on what is becoming the first official episode of Psychedelic Alex. However, I have to confess up front, this was not the first episode I was intending to film. Rather, two weeks ago, as I was getting prepared to start filming, I took a trip down into southern Arizona to visit some friends. And during my visit, I happened upon, or really it's probably more appropriate to say, happened upon me, I had an encounter with a Bufo alvarius toad, the Sonoran Desert toad, which, as I'll explain in today's episode, turns out to be a psychedelic toad that produces a natural hallucinogen. I was not expecting to encounter the toad, it just happened to be there, and so I took a moment to film it, and I want to share that with you, and figured that the toad showing up at such an auspicious time probably suggested that it earned the right to be the first episode. I, I was eventually intending to do a, a Toad episode, but months from now, but the Toad, if you'll pardon the pun, jumped the line. So let's take a look at the video, and let me tell you what you're seeing here. So I've got three different clips, and I do apologize for the potato quality. I filmed this using a cell phone in the dark of night. And there are three different clips stitched together, in, and one has a different aspect, so apologies for that as well. But this is our Bufo alvarius toad, also known as the Colorado River toad, also known as the Sonoran Desert toad. And if you look near the edges of its mouth, you're going to see these white nodules or warts. These are parotid glands. And what contains in those glands is a toxin known as bufotoxin. And... Buvotoxin is a cocktail of different chemicals that are part of the toad's defense mechanism, and two of those chemicals are forms of DMT, one of which is known as 5-MeO-DMT, which is regarded as one of, if not the most potent hallucinogens that is known to man. And this toad happens to secrete this as part of its defense mechanism. And what happens if something grabs the toad, the toad will secrete this toxin, and if the toxin gets into the mouth of whatever's grabbing it, it can induce tremendous nausea and even death. So amongst other things, you really do need to watch your dog around this toad. And as we zoom in here, you can see those glands really well. And also notice, I got on the ground for part of this film, and this toad, I was maybe two feet away from it, it did not care. 
it is clearly not threatened by my presence, and I'm six foot tall and weigh well over 200 pounds, so this guy should have been, you know, hopping away. As you can see, he's a good eater, too. Anyway, that's our Bufo Alvarius Toad video, and I hope you, you enjoyed getting a glimpse at this guy, and let me tell you a little bit more about him. This particular specimen is about the size of a softball. That's about normal size for these toads. Their normal dwelling place is in the Sonoran Desert, which includes California, Arizona, and a good part of northern Mexico. And this toad typically hangs out near water bodies because it is an amphibian. And being an amphibian, it's part of uh, an entire uh, lineage that is threatened due to environmental challenges imposed upon it by humans. The toad itself is not considered endangered at this time, but because there is a rise in popularity in this sort of neo-shamanic practice of smoking the toad venom, the toad could reach a point of being threatened. So I, of course, discourage anybody ever disturbing wildlife, even for a psychedelic experience. Anyway, relative to the toad's toxins. Again, there are two primary ingredients. There's 5-MeO-DMT and also uh, an, another iteration of DMT known as 5-HO-DMT, also known as bufotenine or bufotenine. Together, these along with some other constituent chemicals in this toad venom can produce a, a significant high uh, that can last upwards of two hours in people who intentionally or unintentionally ingest it. But again, this is nothing you want to trifle with. Although dimethyltryptamine is generally regarded as safe and non-toxic, the DEA has chosen to schedule DMT as Schedule 1. And there are no DMT drugs available under FDA approval either. And this causes, as a result, the, the toad to be a challenge for people. In states like New Mexico and California, it is forbidden to possess or to use this toad. I guess use is the right word. So you can't really mess or molest these toads in other states. As you go from state to state, there are different regulations that govern your ability to uh, interact with this toad. For example, in California and in New Mexico, it is illegal to touch the toad. You're not allowed to involve yourself with it because it's considered endangered or a protected species. Weirdly enough, my home state of Arizona, this toad is fair game. You do, however, need to acquire a fishing license from Fish and Game in order to go toad collecting, but it's not forbidden. You can go harvest this toad. However, the Fish and Game license to harvest this toad is not a license to consume this toad or any part of it. So if you do come to Arizona and you do get that fishing license and you do go toad hunting, uh, you're looking for pets. You're not looking for uh, experiences. Let's just put it that way. It can be a felony to, to mess about with this toad, and it's also illegal to send it across state lines. And certainly illegal to harvest the toad for the purpose of harvesting or consuming its venom. So again, I'm not encouraging anybody to do this. But equally true, it's uh, an ancient practice to use these and other types of amphibians. In fact, the Mesoamericans, dating back over 4,000 years, have a long, rich history of toad uh, 
employment in their medicine and in their religious worship. If you look at some of the museum items that you will find down in South America and Central America, you will see lots of carvings from the Mayans, the Olmecs, and the Toltecs uh, featuring this toad or other toads like it. Anyway, Western medicine is just starting to reawaken to dimethyltryptamine and other hallucinogens. So while I don't think this toad is going to become the next thing you're going to walk down to your dispensary and purchase, and I sure hope that's the case, the chemicals it produces, which are easily synthesized in labs, by the way, are probably going to be things you'll be hearing more about. But be clear, you don't need a toad in order to access dimethyltryptamine. There are multiple types of dimethyltryptamine and multiple ways of obtaining it. For example, if you're specifically looking for 5-MeO-DMT, there are plenty of plants that produce it. For example, the yopo tree has a high level of dimethyltryptamine, specifically 5-MeO, in its seeds. And it is an ancient shamanic practice to grind up those seeds and convert them into an inhalable snuff, which doesn't have the same effects necessarily as ingesting toad venom, but pretty close. As uh, we get going on the show, I am hoping at some point to bring on as a guest to interview a toad shaman who can talk to you more specifically about the experiences. For today, though, I was mostly wanting to share with you the video and introduce you to the Bufo Alvarius toad, a native of Arizona, my home state. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the episode, and I hope you tune in and subscribe to the channel because a lot more is coming shortly. Take care. Thank mm -hmm. you.